motherfucker. Hey, there we go. All right. All right, I got so, you. Are we recording now? Uh, yeah. Oh, we were supposed to put out the uh, the warning that there's going to be explicit language before we start talking because apparently people listen with kids because they're fucking ridiculous. Uh, hey, if you if you have kids, fucking uh, make sure they're not fucking listening. <laughs> if you want to, if you want your children to learn how to weave a tapestry of profanity shit to hang in a museum. Uh, a new vocabulary. Yeah. Hey, I mean, have a... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, you're saying? Oh, no, I'm just fucking talking to my ass. I'm tired, so I'm just going to babble. So, yeah. Nice. Oh, so I was going to say, we got a guest star here. I found a uh, uh, a male prostitute, or what uh, is actually officially known as a gigolo. Ooh. Um, but he only hooks up with dudes, so it's all good. Uh, <laughs> my well, sexy yeah. friend, Danny Stokes, is here. Oh, God. Um, say hi to the people, man. Hi, people. Hi, people. Yeah. Hi, person. Uh, all right, now that we're done with the people, let's uh, let's stick with our conversation between us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck are you doing that you're, like, getting picked up and fucking cruising around and shit? So we're in Houston. Um, we're doing oh. an F3 event. Yeah. That's this weekend. Okay, all right. All right, that makes a little bit more sense. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know if he was just coming to your fucking place to, like, hang out and fucking drink, or I didn't realize that fucking Houston was coming up that quick. Yeah, I, I to tell you the truth, they caught me, too. Last night, I was like, or no, no, Danny called me, when did you call me, Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, Thursday, he's like, he's like, what are you still on for this weekend? I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, I'm you, I am the worst cadre ever. <laughs> I gotta do some planning real quick, but uh, we should be like push-ups, right? They like push-ups. We'll just do that. That'll be fine. That all pops up. Did you see? Now I'm curious. I want to Google what is a male prostitute called. Is I'm pretty sure it's gigolo, man. Yeah, like uh, gigolo. Like gigolo, yeah. Ah, it's uh, yeah, male prostitute. Gigolo, Casanova, Don Juan, Lothario, Daniel Stokes. Huh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, he does have a nice ass, though. Ah, I'm just saying, you got to eat something. You're from fucking, you spend enough time down south. Fucking deep fry everything. Like, chicken fry everything that you eat and put a little meat on your bones and then we'll talk. <laughs> what the fuck is your story, Danny? Like, what the fuck... I don't, fuck, no, like from the dawn of time. What the fuck have you been doing? I haven't, I mean, I saw you in Boston, and then, I mean, I'll see you in Boston again, but there's like a wide swath of fucking time in between point A and point B. Yeah, man, I seen like a whole crew of your Bostonians last night down in Manhattan. Uh, oh, surprised yeah, you weren't yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, no, my fucking, my schedule has been all jammed up until, like, uh, fuck. Next, well, basically March. Like, March is when everything starts to open up again. So I'll be able to do fucking, uh, like, do St. Pat's and all that shit and then go down Reunion and then, uh, yeah, pretty much, like, clear from there. Dude, it's almost working, like, 12-hour days right now. Damn. Yeah, boo-hoo, poor me, what the fuck, who cares? Uh, I, I, I was just about to say, like, anyone fucking cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody gives a flying fuck what I am doing except right now because I'm pouring whiskey, so... 
Oh, I wish I was, man. We got we got to work tonight, so I can't drink today. Actually, I'm not supposed to drink anyways because uh, the whole Shepherd Center thing. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sucks, man, because I can definitely go for some whiskey right now. I found it hilarious that uh, what would appear to be your mother-in-law was asking for instructions on how to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw that. I was like, well, at least I said good stuff. Yeah, you're like, well, I did backpedal a little bit, so who knows? That could uh, that could work. That could work against me. Don't know. Not gonna. I do love her, man. She is. She has been pretty awesome. Um, that's what I'm gonna leave it at. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah. God damn! I saw that. That cracked me the fuck up. Oh my god! Where are you going? Where are you going right now? Oh, are you fucking doing recon, or are you going to the hotel? No, we don't. We don't even have a. We don't have lodging yet. So we'll figure it out. Oh, it's in here. It's uh. He's looking, we're looking for a FedEx right now. And then uh, we're then we're gonna go do recon. There it is. Um. Yeah, we got tons of time. We both got here super early. The event doesn't start till eighteen hundred. We got four hours. Eighteen hundred, which oh, is not a lot. Of time. Considering yeah. all the oh, one of these. Fuck Dallas, dude. That place is like fucking Mad Max. I can't. No, no like, no offense to people in Dallas, but the highways make me want to fucking scream. I can't. Oh. No, we're in Houston, not Dallas. Oh, sorry. Never Same been to diff. Houston. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. You got fucking eyes on. I don't. But fuck. Yeah, it's, it's pretty busy. Oh man. My favorite part of Dallas is the uh, is Katrina and Tony. Oh, yeah, no shit. That'll be fucking good. Okay. Are you going to fucking hook up and see them? No, because they're in Dallas. We're in Houston. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, it's the same fucking city. Oh, my God. What happens they're, like, not the even city. close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> this is why uh, our podcast is going to be super successful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People are hanging on every word, you guys. I think it is. <laughs> I don't understand why everybody was, like, queuing up to be like, we have to listen to this. I'm like, you have no concept of what the fuck you're waiting to listen to. It's literally just bullshitting between two idiots. Yeah, basically. That's basically what it is. Oh, my God. Hey, Dakota. Yeah. Fuck you. Thank and, you. Uh, hey, I'm going to step out of the vehicle for about 10 minutes and uh, leave Flash here with the AC running, with the window cracked so he doesn't overheat. <laughs> and I'll be back. All right. I'm, uh, I'm going to see him. See if I can rub one out in the time that he's gone. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Did he leave a pair of his underwear for you? No, but he left his water bottle. Huh. Find, just find, uh, in the time that he's gone, uh, strip down to just, uh, ah, just strip down. And then just, like, shove a pair of his underwear in your mouth and just make sure that you're blindfolded by the time he comes walking back up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. See, we're not swearing as much this time. Now we're just being fucking deviant so that, you know, kids can learn all sorts of other new things. Yeah, right? Then anyone, how to fucking... anyone that was listening to this thing and, uh, uh, and, and knows their kid's going to be listening to it also and is not prepared for their kids to be listening, um, needs to uh, come to the... They need to know us better. How about that? That's the word I need, I should say. And part they of me like, Yeah, part of me is like, okay, if... If you saw this somewhere and you were like, oh, that seems appealing to me, I would like to listen to these two morons jaw flat back and forth. 
So they probably either know you or they know me or they know both of us. And in the case of the situation where they know both of us, there's probably a good situation or a good chance that you and I have been in the same place at the same time doing this. Yeah. It's like, ah, I mean, I understand, but at the same time, it's like, uh, buyer beware, you know, like, don't walk yeah. in and fucking. Yeah. I want to get. If this thing ever makes headway, then, then, then I can see it. But here at the beginning, it's like, no. Yeah. It's like, it's a phone call and one of us is drinking, if not both of us, then like, eh, whatever, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, good God. So let's see. What the fuck? What the fuck was it that Shredder posted that he something about music? Yeah, music. So what's our what's our what's our music um, go to? Um, for me, it's, I'm a, I think both of us. Are, we've talked about music quite a few times. You and I have. Yeah. Uh, in the yeah. past, and we both are very. Uh, uh, we have a very wide variety of what we listen to. Like, I'll listen to just about anything except for like. Hardcore rap or hardcore, uh, like, metal, I don't listen to those two. And then this, some of this new bullshit where, like, dudes just say words that have, like, there's no sentence structure or anything. Like, I, know, I have a hard time, like, listening to some of this new stuff. Man, I sound like an old fucking lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, no, I mean, but I kind of get you, like, I mean, I'm a little different fucking... I guess I, I I don't tend to uh, I mean I guess I don't tend to limit myself by genre uh, because as you're saying that I'm like well there's a bunch like I'm a huge fucking fan of like early '90s like New York fucking rap and hip hop and yeah um, yeah 80s I mean, 90s rap man is the shit yeah 80s yeah. and 90s stuff is fucking good like old fucking you know like post NWA shit that came out is fucking good um, yeah. And, I mean, so there's there's a lot to be said about that. But, yeah, there's a lot of fucking garbage. And th- the same goes for metal. I mean, you know, I'll listen to fucking, I mean, if you don't, you know, not you, but if you rhetorically don't know that I like Slayer, then you probably don't know me well enough. But um, No, see, I like Slayer. I like Dio. I like, uh, I like metal. I like rock, you know. But I just, it's the stuff that's so hardcore, like the super hardcore stuff. Um I just have a hard time getting into it. I'm like, man, this is just, it just hurts your, it's like your ears are bleeding. Well, so that's the, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean, though, is that goes back to, that comes back into um, how the music is produced, right? Like, and how it's actually done. And if it's, if it's something that's done well, then, uh, then I don't really, how do I explain this? I don't have a problem. Okay, I'll give an, I'll give an extreme example since we're on metal, right? Like, black metal. Like Norwegian black metal, death metal, um, anything from Scandinavia, it, most likely uh, black metal or like symphonic black metal, that type of thing, or folk metal is another thing that I like, but just yeah. metal in general. So there's about five or six, um, there's about five or six fucking uh, bands that I will listen to all the fucking time that is Norwegian black metal. That is fucking great. Uh, I mean... And you, I don't know if you know, like, some of these bits, like, Emperor, Bathory, uh, fuck, now my brain's gonna draw a fucking blank, but, um, <laughs> just lots of fucking old school fucking metal that's been around for a really long time that was done really well, and all of the songs are written really well. No problem. Fucking awesome. Um, then there's bands that just come out and go, oh, we just need to fucking paint our faces black, put on a bunch of fucking spikes, and scream into a microphone, and, like, fist fuck a guitar, 
and just do blast beats for two and a half minutes. And it's like, that's not a fucking song. Like, that's not, there's nothing about that that's fucking entertaining or compelling. That's just, I don't know if you're trying to, you know, fall in line with everybody else and what they're doing, but uh, I don't know. So it yeah. takes, like, it takes something to really fucking, like, hook into me. It's been a while since I actually found anything that I really like, but there's a, I found this one fucking dude. I don't, I don't remember where he's from. Uh, some fucking Scandinavian dude that's been doing fucking black metal for a while. His name is fucking uh, Take, T-A-A-K-E, but he fucking, like, he's one of the dudes that, like, the songs are produced so goddamn well, I don't even know what the fuck he's saying. It's just incredible. But Nice. Yeah, disclaimer, I don't, I don't knock anyone's music. I think everyone needs to listen yeah. to music. Uh, There's just some music that I just don't, uh, I don't find enjoyable. So I think to that degree as well, uh, I think what he, I think what Shredder had said something about like you know, something about like the music today versus mu- like older music, and so if I can find it, yeah, I'll look for it while you're talking. Old, I think there's a, I think there's a, there's a large fucking gap between the way shit was done, even. 15, 20 years ago versus what's going on now because I think there's like this rush to overproduce things, um, find somebody that's going to fit a bill and then cram it into a fucking mold, put the mold into a fucking wrapper and then just kind of push it out. And what you wind up with is something that may on the surface sound okay and it's passable and it's good and it's catchy and people will listen to it or dance to it or whatever. But in the long run, it's not anything fucking memorable. It's just kind of like flash in the pan shit. And to a large degree, I think... Flash so will I, go in your pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Um, I think to a large degree, uh, like, country music is a fucking good example. Um, you know, when I, like, people are like, oh, what do you listen to? I'm like, oh, I listen to a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm all over the place. I listen to black metal. I listen to country. I listen to this. I'm like, you listen to country? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, God, I can't stand that shit. The shit's on the radio. It's fucking garbage. And I'm like, yeah, well... Turn on any other fucking radio station and tell me if you like any of the music across those radio stations with the exception of, like, classic rock. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, no. And so I think you kind of have to seek out people that are doing, you know, if you find a band, regardless of what the genre is, and the band is good and you enjoy listening to it, even if it's a genre that you wouldn't normally listen to, like, oh, I don't normally like country, but I don't like folk singers, but I don't like Irish or, you know, uh, fucking Celtic music or like whatever like pick your poison if you find something and it sounds good to you then who gives a fuck what the fuck you know the genre is just listen to it and fucking enjoy it and dance or drink or cry or fuck or whatever it is you're going to do to the music yeah exactly exactly man at least give it a shot you know I love yeah. country by the way man I don't have to live in Georgia so I think it's like a requirement yeah <laughs> Oh, God damn. Amy and I are going to uh, go see uh, Zach Brown Band again. That's like, I've seen, I've seen Zach Brown Band before, and I'll tell you, that's one of my favorite concerts of all time. Uh, we went and saw, I went and saw Metallica in the late 80s, man, when they were fucking on point. And that was probably my favorite concert ever until I went and saw Zach Brown Band in concert. And, I, and they, like, they blew Metallica out of the water, like, as far as, like, um, they were actually playing, you know, they, they like, really got the crowd going. Um, the music was authentic. It was just, the whole experience was awesome, man. And it was super patriotic, too, which is, like, freedom boner win, you know? Yeah, that's a huge fucking thing anyhow. Like, 
Um, what, yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, you get folks that are, you know, using their fucking stage presence to, I don't want to say, like, push an agenda, but, like, fuck it. You know, you got the stage. You know, it's your fucking gig. If you want to talk about shit, talk about shit. That's cool. I mean, that'll either attract people or turn people off. Eh, it is what it is, but, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. What the fuck was the last, uh... oh, Slayer, right. The last fucking, the last band, or the last thing I went to go see was uh, my buddy Adam back in Santa Cruz. I married him and his wife, Shelby. Uh, nice. I flew up to Santa Cruz and officiated their wedding. And as sure. my wedding gift, he come to me, uh, I think it was about a week or two before we left Santa Cruz. Uh, he come to me and he's like, what are you doing Wednesday night? I'm like, uh, I have the workout that I usually run, but aside from that, I'm clear. Why? What's up? And he's like, fucking, he's like, put the workout on hold. We're, he's like, I bought tickets and I'm taking you down to um, San Luis Obispo. We're going to the fucking, uh, what the fuck was it? Goddamn uh, amphitheater. It's like an amphitheater on a vineyard. He's like, Slayer's playing. I got a ticket. I got one of the, you know, he's like, I got fucking basically like these, like uh, one of the last rows of seats. So it's still reasonably close to the stage. And he's like, we're going down and you're my date and I'm getting you fucking trash. It's like, okay, this, I'm interested. And I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter, please. <laughs> yeah. And that fucking dude, that show was out, out of this fucking world. They did such a good fucking job. And like fucking Tom Araya, man, that dude is getting up there. He's got to be in his fucking, I don't know, he's got to be early 60s, I'm guessing. And that motherfucker is still belting shit out and just, oh, God, there has been nothing that has been lost in translation with him. Awesome. I love it, man. I love it. They're I'm trying to find that post from Shredder, but I can't, like, comment from Shredder, I can't find it. Let's see. Tom Array, 56. He is 56 years old, and he is still fucking, like, tearing that shit up. That is, oh, God. That's good. That makes me, so, they, yeah, Shredder, you, <laughs> you inspire me. I hope I look as good as you when I'm a fucking granddad, and goddamn Tom Araya. Oh, I'm so sorry they're fucking retiring this year. That is, oh, I got to go yeah, see Slayer one more time before they get out. If I can do that, if I can be, a, like, continue to be, like, not that I'm a badass now, but if I can continue, like, if I can be anything like those two in my mid-50s, I'm fucking, I'm feeling damn good about myself. Did you see the picture that fucking Mike put up of him with his fucking kids when he was like, who looks more, which of the baby Shredders looks more like Shredder Actual? And he put no. up that old, he put up this old school fucking picture of him, uh, like, back back in the fucking day-day. Like, he is, <laughs> he is young as shit, and I'm just like, oh my god, look at you, you beautiful motherfucker. Like, that's one you got to fucking find that shit. Dude, I'm, so I'm sitting in front of a Taco Bell, and there's a, a kid. He's probably like maybe 12 or, yeah, maybe like 11 or 12 years old, little chunky kid. And he's got a red shirt on, and the shirt says, I don't swipe right, I swipe up. Jesus <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's funny. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, maybe I'm old. I'm not sure, Chris. You should pull him over and ask him if he owns a shirt that says, I fuck on the first date. <laughs> I am not talking to an 11, 12-year-old like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Son of a bitch. Fuck Very me. So funny, dude. What else? Oh. There was other people that said uh, that they wanted us to talk about some other bullshit. Oh, uh, Reed, uh, Reed put some shit up that he wanted us to, but he was putting up some fucking, like, 
some prison-based shit that I don't know I'm fucking comfortable talking about and putting out on the goddamn wire. Uh, yeah. Form, what did he write? So Reed Landtrip, former band names that would be considered offensive in the PC world, i.e. butthole surfers. <laughs> I mean, I think that pretty much does it. <laughs> I can't fucking think of any of that shit. God damn it. Oh, one thing, there was another thing that we talked about we were going to discuss. Uh, that we missed last week was um, hand jobs. Oh yeah, hand jobs pro or con? Yeah, pro. Well, it depends, but you know what I mean. Like, you, you can't just you can't just uh, you know sweep the the whole category of hand jobs and say it's all all pro. You know what I mean? Because there's bad hand jobs, right? Well, so uh, okay, here's my here's my rationale on that is I've given myself bad hand jobs before, so. Yeah, but hand jobs are like fucking pizza in the respect that when they're even when they're bad, they're still pretty good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so here was my—I mean, I'm talking about an over uh, this whole. Okay, so this uh, debate arose from a wedding that we attended years ago, and we were sitting at the fucking table with a whole bunch of people, and it was all couples, right? We've all been drinking and having a good time, and blah blah blah, and. You know, we're fucking swapping stories and just, like, goofing off and, you know, telling bullshit. And at some point, something came up about, like, oh, yeah, and then blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I got a fucking hando and, uh, you know, I passed out and, you know, had a burrito and a hot towel and I was going to sleep. Like, meh, whatever. And one of the one of the couples that was at the table with us was like, oh, I, that would never happen. And I'm like, what do you mean that would that would never happen? And the, the wife was like, I don't give hand jobs. We're like... Oh, okay. You don't give hand jobs. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm not in high school anymore. I don't give hand jobs. Like, okay. Well, what about like if you're tired? Oh, if I'm tired, I'll just give him a blowjob. I'm like, wait, wait a second. You're too tired for a hand job, but you'll go directly up the the ladder to the next thing. And it's like, oh, and if I don't want to do that, then we'll just have sex. I was just like, we wait, wait a second, wait a second. You're like, I feel like you are like totally discounting something here. And, and so that became this whole discussion that lasted for a good two hours in a bottle but of whiskey I, where we were I like going. I can see her argument, though. I can see yeah. her argument because you think about it like a girl can have sex and pretty much do no work at all, right? So I can see where that's like her, like, go-to if she's tired, doesn't want to do anything, sex. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we're going to – or, or, you know, intercourse. If we're going to – if we're going to do anything sexual and I don't want to do anything, then intercourse is it because really, like, a, a girl only has to really just lay there. You know what I mean? Um, True. The hand job, vice, you know, oral, that's the part that I, I'm not sure, like, because a good blowjob involves the hand anyway, so. Right, exactly. So, and then my original point was that not necessarily, it's not even a matter of the fact that it was a um, a release valve or it was like a default setting of, oh, I don't want to do anything else, so I do this. Like, the argument, my argument was like, man, you're like cutting out something that's like fun. This is incredibly, like, this is just fucking around. This is just fun. This is like goofing off. This is like, you know, sex shouldn't be a goddamn you know, like a script that you have to follow every single time. You're like, oh, well, I only bang my wife with the lights off in missionary position, you know, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's like, no, what the fuck, man? Like, come on. And when yeah, they're it's like, not a chore. Oh. 
yeah, we're not in high school anymore. I don't have to do that. And I'm like, you know what? Some of the most fun shit that I did was in high school, and there's no reason to stop doing it just because you're a quote-unquote grown-up. Like, the fuck? And Personally, though, I would rather, like, I don't want my wife to give me a hand job. Yeah, I mean, like, personally, like, maybe, like, if she's in the mood, she just gives a little grab. I'm like, all right, got it. You know, that that's as far as it goes. Like, I, I don't know. For me, it's like a hand job. Nobody's going to give me a hand job better than me, so I just, let's just stick to the rest of this stuff, you know? So I had a, uh, I had a, I had a conversation with a dude in Vegas who had that same argument, who was well, like... Again, I hope my mother-in-law is not listening right now. Well, you know, just don't <laughs> teach her how to listen, and then we're going to be fine. Uh, there you go. <laughs> he fucking, he had that same fucking argument where he was like, why the fuck am I going to have some chick do something I can do better myself? And I was like, you know what, dude? I'm pretty good at washing the fucking dishes, but every once in a while, it's nice to have somebody else do it. He's like, oh, well, uh, I'm like, dude, and that's the thing is that I'm like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, I need a fucking handy, like, every goddamn night, because, yeah, I can fucking do that shit myself. That's fine. I'm all right with that. But it's just one of those things that, like, when I feel like you have to be, feel like you have to be pro, because if you are, uh, the idea, if you, even if it only happens once or twice a year, like, on your birthday, or, like, hey, it's Cinco de Mayo, and the wife has had a little too much tequila, and she's playing grab ass, like, you know what I mean, like, one of those fucking things. It's just like you, you still kind of have to fall in the pro category as opposed to the against. Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, see that. It's, I mean, not to, like, bring the fucking tone down or anything but or alienate anybody that might be eavesdropping on the phone call, but, like, it's almost kind of like, uh, you know, it's like the abortion issue, right? Like, there is absolutely no fucking way that I would be able to go through that. Like, I have thought about that several times. I'm just like, man, I just can't fathom being able to do that i also can't fathom telling somebody else how to live their life you know what i mean like good bad or otherwise there's certain things that i'm just kind of like you know look if you're going to make that decision that's on you like that's all you and that doesn't have anything to do with me etc cetera, etc cetera. um you're kind of closing off doors you know what i mean and again, but that's the key to life is like understanding right like you don't have i don't have to agree with everything someone says uh, but I also am never going to limit someone's ability to have their own opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. great, but but I'm not going to. I'm going to let you have your own opinion. I might not agree with it, but hey, we'll move on with life. Yeah, you got I, it. I frequently don't agree with a lot of motherfuckers. Like, and I got a question. Oh, Danny's back. Oh shit. I have a yeah. professional question for Steven. I have a professional question for you. Hand jobs, pro or con? With both hands. Pro. Just, in ge- just in general. All right. No, I mean, not that you are a professional, you know, or a convict. He's talking, like, hand jobs in general. Like, whether it's you, someone else. For or against. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for or against. I do them all the time. That's why I said pro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pro. Okay, please proceed with your question, and I'm going to pour another. I am a pro. I am totally for Danny giving me hand jobs also. All right. I'm well, And they're I'm amazing. Up. I'm going to send you some of that fucking nice cuticle butter from Lush, and I'm going to have you fucking baby those motherfuckers up and butter those fucking biscuits, and then when you come out here, we'll have a little fucking a little fucking grip it and rip it sesh. Now we're talking. Yeah, start doing those pharmacaries. We need to make sure that you can just fucking strangle all the goddamn blood out of that motherfucker. So what's your uh, professional uh, question for Mr. Datoma? Jesus Christ. I mean, have, <laughs> have you ever taken a shit and you just didn't get a clean break? And, Uh you know, like, you're in there forever doing the paperwork, and it just never seems to end. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, what do you do in a situation like that? Uh, like the well, TV reports never end. <laughs> he said, well, he's like, funny you should ask. I'm on the shitter right now. It's like if you've ever been trapped. What is it like when you've been trapped in the desert so long and you're so dehydrated and you got a fucking you got a charcoal briquette caught sideways and you got to go find yourself a stick and fucking fish the thing out like you're like clearing the barrel of a fucking rifle that got dropped in the mud. Yeah. Or you got so that, someone's got food stuck in their throat and you got to like hook it out. Yeah. Right, I got a, I got a follow up question for you. Yeah, Two part uh, question. The answer to your question is a grapefruit spoon. Okay, a grapefruit spoon. Oh, oh I gotta get those smaller ones. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the yeah. pointed serrated motherfuckers that look like a yeah. spade with like a yeah. There you go. Serrated. Oh, I don't know about serrated. That's not a little kinky. All right, so this is another professional question, but you can answer it from a from a personal perspective. I see. So when our beloved GRT community and endurance athlete community lovingly say to you, fuck you, Datoma, I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Do you think they're actually inwardly saying, I love you, Datoma? I take, uh, so if it's, we talked we about this conversation last week. week. Oh, you did? Oh, is, shit. No, it's actually cool yeah. because I used, I cited you as one of the examples of like, oh, no, man, this is all good. Like, it's all fucking fun and games, right? Um, hey, by the way, it's good to hear that Danny listens to our show. I do. <laughs> hey, thanks for the support, bud. I appreciate it. Thanks for being one of the, the 175 people that downloaded this stupid conversation from last week. Um, so, in all seriousness, uh, we, when we were talking about this, if it's um, the vast majority of the people that say, fuck you to Toma, right, have some sort of connection even if it's, like, one or two uh, steps, you know, removed, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon type shit, right? Like, if we're at an event and, you know, it gets, like, handed down and somebody's like, oh, what is this? Who's that? Like, what's that patch mean? Oh, that's Datoma. What's a Datoma? That's a Datoma right there. Oh, why do we say fuck him? Because that's how we say we love him. And they're like, oh, fuck you, Datoma. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you too, pal. I love you too. And that's automatically, like, with love. But there is... When it happens, like, on the Internet and it happens from someone who I, I have no fucking connection to that's in another part of the country that I've never done an event with and somebody is like, oh, that's Tatoma. We just pick on him and say, fuck you. My, my natural, my, my immediate response is, oh, really? Well, why don't you go fuck yourself? How about that? Like, which is few and far between, but it's one of those things where it's like nobody picks on my little brother but me, that, that type of thing. Yeah. Except my little brother's name, I guess. Like, like if we meet, I'm going to actually murder you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, you know, it's like, it, I'm not a, I don't know, I'm not a really aggressive person by nature. Like, it takes a lot to fucking rile me up. Like, we can be out drinking somewhere, and somebody can be popping off at the mouth at a bar and, like, trying to stir shit up, and I'm probably still just going to be like, yeah, that's cool, bro, don't worry about it, and, like, try and you know, extricate people from the situation because, you know, by and large, it's really not that fucking, it's not worth it to fucking start, you know, throwing hands at every fucking idiot that jaw flaps at you. But it's like, that's one of those things that's like, if you start taking liberties and you're just like, oh, look at me, I'm a fucking, blah, 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 fuck you, Tatoma. And that's one of those things where I might see you when fucking, you know, if I see you in public and go, ha ha, I'm the guy that said fuck you, Tatoma. You know, you might be getting a fucking cup check and be like, ha, yeah, fuck me, right? There you go. Take it easy. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah. thank you for that. I appreciate that answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you're both in the car. So uh, I was actually waiting for Danny to come back. I've got uh, kind of fucking weird news that I figured I could <laughs> drop with you at the same time here. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting on going right now. Harder, yeah. harder. <laughs> Let, you know, you want to say more spit, you actually want less spit. And if you can find some fucking, like, some sand or some coarse grit sandpaper or roll your hands in the glue in the broken glass like Van Damme, get at it like that. Excellent. Those are all good tips. So what, yeah. what was your, uh, what was your uh, waiting on uh, Danny? Uh, so, as of May, uh, I'm, we're going to be residents of NorCal again. No way! Yeah. Are you serious? Make yeah. up your mind, dude. Which is I know. it? Yeah. I, I did make up my mind. My, uh, my mind being made up was I like making money, and I don't like not being, uh, able to support myself and my wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, here, here's what it is. You spent one, one New England winter, and you're like, screw this, man. We're going back to Santa Cruz. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't say that that didn't fucking uh, have an effect as well. But <laughs> it told you. God damn, man! Well, it's, you come down south, man. Cost of living in May, huh? Course. You're going. You're back in May. Yeah. Well, damn, that means I won't be able to. Um, I won't be able to see you during the the bicycle tour that's coming up in August because that's going to go from Maine to Florida right through Mass, and you won't be there. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'll be on the same fucking side of the country as you again, so I got that going for me. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, that's good news, man. Congrats. Yeah. Next year, uh, which, it is. Like, what did your dad think about that? Hmm? Did you tell your dad you're moving? Yeah, no, I told my mom yesterday. I told my dad today. I got to talk to Johnny um, probably tonight or tomorrow, but before this actually goes up, so I'm not too scared about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking it. I mean, there was a whole lot of shit that kind of came down the pipe at once. Uh, a lot of it was uh, the, one of the big catalysts to it was Heather's been working remotely from the company in, in Santa uh, Cruz, and then that whole situation basically crashed. Like, um, oh, legally, like uh, I don't know, if it, like a legal standpoint, or I, I guess I should say like a business standpoint. Uh, having someone operating in Massachusetts for a company in California is uh-huh. there's all sorts of fucking hoops that have to be jumped through and that didn't really come to a head until now. And so the options were basically like, hey, you get to be a private contractor or unfortunately we can't move on. And he, as an aside, you know, the boss was kind of like, hey, but you know you guys are always welcome to come back. You know, we'd love to have you. Tell Steve he can fucking, I will give him his job back with a raise, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like taking care, you know, the boss man is, doing right and like fucking seriously taking care of us and going to bat to help us out so i'm like well you know hanging out in you know the northeast and you know kind of scraping by and making ends meet and not really being in a position to fucking move forward and do things like buy a house or you know which was one of the goals it's just like fuck man i gotta take emotion out of this and do what's right for the fucking you know the bottom line on this one and there's money in santa cruz there's not money here and it's like well all right but, you know, they always say that money can't buy happiness, but I'll tell you, I've, I've, I've had no money before, and uh, trust me, life is much more miserable without it. It is, yeah, and it's just like, man, me and the wife, we've been together 15 years, married five, and we have never, you know, we've never hit a patch where we've been, you know, uh, let me start again, we've never been in a position where there has been adversity that we have not been able to overcome together. And this has been one of the more trying situations that we've been in. And things are still good, and we're still fucking copacetic, and the team is still whole. 
but at the same time, it's like, man, what are we, you know? How basically, how far into this plan are we going to fucking keep going before we realize that it's not working? And we have to pull back, regroup, and fucking you know figure something else out. And you know, we had an opportunity basically handed to us to rectify everything and get back on the fucking horse and get the ship right. And it's just like, man, you know, the bad part of this is I have to tell my mom and dad and brother that, hey, look, I'm sorry and I love you, but unless somebody can come out of the fucking clear blue sky with a job that's going to pay me the same money, I yeah, we got to fucking do this. So being a fucking grown-up sucks fucking balls, but... So... The real question is, is now are you going to have a NorCal entrance party? That's exactly what Jude said. I was talking to him last night. He's like, oh, man, I can't wait for the fucking welcome party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You call it welcome back to Toma or like a welcome back totter? Yeah, no shit, right? I thought about that, and I was like, you know, I thought about that, and I had been, um, I still got uh, Vikings heavy on the fucking drawing board that I've got people, like, been asking me for that for about a year. They're like, you know, we did Vikings, Tough Light and Stab. We got to do a heavy to kind of complete the fucking the series here. I'm like, yeah, no, I know, that's true. So that's one of the things that I've been thinking about doing. And I've got all, I've got fucking outlines and fucking drawings and sketches and all sorts of crazy shit for that. Um, but yeah, the welcome party too. If I end up doing something like that, I think that's going to be more like a fucking. Honestly, I may end up doing more like a. Uh, like a 12 or 16 hour scav or something like that based in Santa Cruz where it's more about like fucking hanging out and drinking and fucking partying and uh, getting everybody together and then, you know, getting fucking morons like y'all on the fucking docket so that I can follow you out and we can all hang out and have a good time and go hit the fucking local watering holes and whatnot. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I know you both. uh Uh-huh. I know you both hate fucking Santa Cruz and I know Danny hates the hot tubs especially. So did you have a good talk with Juder? How's he doing, man? Glad you called him. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he, yeah, he told me he talked to you a little bit too. I, uh, I caught up with him uh, last night, I think. Yeah, when I was at the airport before I was able to. I got a lot of downtime at the job I'm doing now, like fucking running um, airport vans and shit. So I was able to sit and shoot the shit with him for probably close to an hour and he gave me like his whole fucking debrief um, on the shit that went down he was telling me you know from his perspective all the different shit that happened and um, yeah. over brag we, and we don't have to go too in detail with it no here. I'm not planning on it but I mean you know just where where he's at but um, he's one of the best dudes I know man like dude dude is uh, solid as fuck dude, I, yeah. I fucking love that dude he's yeah, there's good fucking people, even though he did fucking disconnect the brake lights on the fucking kidnapped van. <laughs> but, did he fucking... Danny, did you fucking hear about that? He disconnected what? So, when we did the fucking exit party in Santa Cruz... Yeah. I got Mickey, Brett, Flash, and, uh... Yeah. We're fucking... One of the things that we did was I wanted to pull everybody out of Santa Cruz and take them over the hill to um, the Red Wings Memorial that's in uh, Cupertino. And I was like, so I want to fucking bag everybody. Like, I want to black bag everybody, and I want to put them in the vans, and I want to drive them and have them have no fucking idea where they're going. And then we're going to pull them out of the fucking memorial, and we're going to have them drop rucks, and then we're going to run Murph slick 
in the park. Yeah, we did this all in a very safe manner in case anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally safe, 100%. Uh, long story short, during transport, uh, Jude was reverting back to his fucking, like, seer school bullshit and was like, well, fuck this. If they're fucking with me, I'm fucking with them. And he was like, he fucking pulled the wires out of the goddamn brake lights and was doing fucking Morse code with the fucking brake lights. <laughs> right. And he told me this afterwards, and I'm like, are you fucking high? Like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, ah, oh, it turned out fine. Everything was good. And I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, I guess I can't really argue with that. But there was some <laughs> fucking stressful points during that night, which I'll tell you about at some other point, but. That's yeah, fucking, awesome. uh, Only two. But we yeah, had a whole line of, like, safety vehicles behind the van, so it's not yeah. like anyone would have noticed anyways. Yeah, we had a fucking convoy going over, which was crazy. But, uh, yeah, no, talking to him was good, like, catching up, and, um, he... So, you know, when everything go down, um, I was on Instagram, and my one of my other buddies that was there, Chris Carlisle, he's one of the Reno dudes, he's a fucking, fucking, like, uh, Tomas's, like, right-hand man. Um, yeah. he liked a picture on my Instagram at like, I don't know, like zero one zero two or some shit. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Why the fuck is he active? Like he should be in the thick of this. And Chris isn't right. a fucking slouch. So I'm like, well, either he went down with an injury. That's the only, I'm like, he wouldn't fucking tap out. Like what the fuck? So I messaged him on the thread that we had open about the event and nobody got back to me, obviously. And then um, Jude came in, and he started. He made a couple comments here and there, and I was just like, after I had learned what the fuck happened, and I was like, oh Jesus Christ! So I didn't get to talk to him until you know you're talking a week on, and he he had his head screwed on straight. Like he was he was very forthcoming. He was like, you know, that was a really you know that was a really fucking emotional thing, and one of the worst things I probably could have done was been anywhere near the internet. And I'm like, well, yeah, dude, like, you don't, you don't post when you're drunk. You don't do shit like that because you can't take that shit back. And you, you get heated and you fucking throw shit down and whatever it is, what it is. But, yeah, we had a good fucking hour-long chat last night. And I'm excited to fucking get back and go see him and hang out a little bit. Yeah, that'll be good for both you guys. Yeah. What are you, are was, you fucking... Was he giving himself a handjob? I hope so, Fuck. <laughs> It sounded like he was trying to shove a fucking squirrel into a goddamn, you know, like a waterbed or some shit, but... Uh. <laughs> uh, did you get fucking... Uh, Danny, did you get fucking shit... Are you doing shit for um, Capital for this year? Yep. The Capital Rub Tour? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, last year the Capital Rub Tour was just kind of my, my own little side project... Uh, this year, it's going to be managed by Operation Enduring Warrior. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, it's me managing it because I'm a volunteer for OEW, but okay. instead of me traveling to every state capital and leading, you know, all the rug marches myself, uh, we're going to have team athletes from OEW uh, lead, you know, one or two cities in the region close to where they live. So this will be more yeah. cost-effective to the organization, and it will garner more participation because if you're local, you know, you can invite a hell of a lot more people, and you know the best timing, and uh, it won't be as watered down as what I was trying to do, you know, plan 50 cities at once, and they're all, you know, I didn't have contacts in every one of those cities, so some of them, you know, nobody showed up, or I only had like two or three people show up. Yeah. Dude, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say watered down. I would say fucking you were fucking just spread thin, man. Like 
water. Well, yeah, something, I was. You know, watering something down, taking fucking full strength and being like, well, fuck this, we're going to cut this down. And that was like, you were fucking going balls out every fucking, you know, 50 times across the goddamn country. And, you know. Yeah, plus doing events, plus doing yeah. OEW stuff, plus, you know, the Spartan stuff. But, you know. Well, the, uh, Boston was one of my favorite ones, man. Uh, you, with you and your brother, that was pretty cool. But, <laughs> it was a fucking blast, dude. That was a lot yeah, of it was, man. But oh, I want to stick with, um, you know, we set a precedent of ending in sack and then having an after party at Jude's uh, farm. So I want to do that again this year oh, and try cool. to get try to get more people to the after party because you know we just make a huge white man fire and Jude does his barbecue stuff and uh, it's just an amazing time to sit out there under the stars and you know we. Camp out after, after uh, eating and libations and whatnot. Yeah, I was fucking super bummed that I missed that. Like, but I mean, I'm glad I'll be able to go back and do it. Yeah. Hey, man, I just want to circle back to one topic. Uh, reference the uh, the Joe Warner Bragg heavy and losing Jerome Gonzalez. Uh, yeah. So. And this ties in with Jude, just because, you know, he was on the scene um, as I was. And so I was able to attend Jerome's uh, funeral service last night in Somerville, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously a very sad time for all the friends and family that were gathered. But even though it was, uh, you know, a tragic incident that prompted everybody coming together, I, I just wanted to let you and all your listeners know, man, that it was an uplifting time. Like, bo- both of Jerome's brothers uh, spoke uh, at the service, and it was like they both delivered, like, really good messages that were filled with, like, laughter and, and positive themes and, and community and love. And uh, it was a really cool thing to be a part of. And, you know, I just wanted to go there to pay my respects to Jerome. Uh, he also participated in the Capitol Rough Tour in Trenton. But, uh, yeah, man, but in the end, I was like, you know, I left out of there last night really, um, you know, uplifted, and his family seemed to be taking it, um, I mean, I shouldn't say in stride, but they seemed to look on the positive side of this tragedy in that, you know, Jerome was living life to the fullest, and the kind of guy that just had no regrets and, you know, so devoted to his kids and so devoted to his uh, OCR crew. And uh, it was just a really cool thing, man, to be there. And um, I know more people would have liked to make the trip, but, you know, for what it's worth, if you're listening um, and you were there in spirit, just got to let you know it was it was a really cool service. That's good. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know. I think... Fuck, man, that's one of those, like, you know, how do you want to go out things, you know, and, like, what's going to happen after you're fucking gone, and, you know, if you've had that conversation with any fucking people that are around you, or there's just enough people around you in general that kind of understand your thoughts and beliefs and your wishes, then, yeah, you can take a situation that is completely shitty and just, you know, I mean, not like anybody really expects it ever, but um, something that's completely unexpected, and turn it into, you know, at least, like you said, a fucking situation that's going to be able to raise people up and leave them with a, a better sense coming out than they had when they went in. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's it. That's, uh, I mean, that's 
that's what we we could all hope for. Yeah, I've had that fucking I've had that conversation with Heather like multiple times. Just like, hey, like we're both on the understanding, like, hey man, if something happens and uh, you know it's coming down to like a fucking cable or a tube or a fucking machine, like fuck that, nope, not happening. You know, like you know, fucking right. pull the, pull the cord, get me the fuck out of here, and you know put me, you know, prop me up in a fucking corner and make sure that there's a fucking, put my fucking, my music on uh, rotation, make sure there's a bar that's only serving straight whiskey and just, like, everybody better be fucking dancing and singing and laughing and, like, yelling at the casket and, you know, telling me to fuck off and then, yeah, set me on fire, burn me down to ashes, put me in a fucking shotgun shell or a mortar shell and just fucking go. <laughs> Dude, my, my will actually says that uh, there'll be a $10,000 party and there has to be two strippers there. The only problem is, is I don't say if it has to be male or female, so that's up to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> well, so, I mean, on a legal standpoint, make sure you don't die intestate, you know, make sure you have a will, uh, and it should say something cool like that. <laughs> I mean, both of you are older than me, so I'm going to expect that uh, both of you are going to check out with, like, fucking prostate cancer or some shit before I do. So, uh, if you go first, no, jerk off a lot. We're good. You, I heard jerk. The more you jerk off, the less you'll have prostate cancer. Right? <laughs> it's that bicycle seat, man. You just got to keep fucking grinding it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, man. Got to keep getting rid of that cancer, man. Yeah, you just keep keep rubbing it up. <laughs> well, if you punch out first, I'm gonna fucking text Amy and tell her. So, uh, Flash was really specific. He said he wanted two male strippers and. I know me and Danny are still just amateurs, but, you know, we'll give you a fucking smoking fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do good rehearsals. That's <laughs> our starting point right there. That uh, This is where, last, uh, last uh, Houston event I have, only Houston event I have, this is where I started at, too. Or actually, I started right here at the old Sam Houston uh, statue. Yeah. You get to hear our uh, route recon. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, what are you going to fucking... Oh yeah, you can totally fucking do that because we'll post the uh, we'll post the fucking podcast after you do the event. What are you gonna fucking do to him? What are we gonna do to him? So yeah, tonight's a, tonight is a custom Go Rucks Tough challenge for a uh, men's workout group called F3, yeah, which yeah. stands for uh, Fitness Fellowship and Faith. And uh, F3 does a lot of custom Go Ruck events, but this specific one is called Bro Ruck, and it's a blend of this leadership seminar that they do independently called Grow School with the Go Ruck, hence you get Grow Ruck. Yep. And so uh, the difference between this and just a plain, you know, public Go Ruck Tough Challenge is we really drive home the uh, leadership lessons that they learned this morning in their, um, in their classroom. So they do like a three-hour lecture uh, before they come out to this. Oh, no. And, yeah, and I know you know this already, Tatoma, but just for the listeners. Uh, so yeah. F3 is it's male only, and the uh, the mission of F3 is to invigorate male leadership in the community. So, um, you know, not to the exclusion of ladies, because we all love the ladies, but this is a time where you know the fellas are just bonding with one another uh, in a way that you know a lot of these guys may have only had these experiences when they were say. You know, if they served in the military or if they were, in a, you know, on a sports team or a fraternity, um, then they get they get away from that uh, that close-knit um, male community and then they get into the middle age, you know, in their, you know, 35 to 55-year-old range and they, 
they realize, hey, we don't really have uh, close buddies anymore. You know, they might have coworkers or colleagues, but parking garage. So, uh, yeah, this is an exciting event, man, because these, these dudes come out motivated. They've been training like hell, and they're sort of primed to uh, receive the lessons on leadership that, that me and Flash will, will drive home through practical application, uh, as, all, <laughs> you know, as all GRTs know about. But, yeah, with these large yeah, little <laughs> We got about uh, lube. I don't use lube. We got about much count spit. <laughs> Yeah, there's 60 men on the roster tonight for Houston. Uh, some of these, some of these Houston uh, F3 men did a previous grow ruck with me in New Orleans last uh, June, and then uh, if anybody was keeping up on current events, you know Houston suffered uh, a terrible hurricane in August and some severe flooding. And these Houston F3 boys, they, they went to work and they did some humanitarian relief and just some heroic shit. And they credited the, the team building and the bonding from their previous grow ruck that they did together oh, with, um, with the success of their efforts. So, and when I heard that, I'm like, okay, I can just, uh, you know, I can retire as a grow ruck cadre. I've, I've achieved success because they actually took something from a fitness event that we do as recreation, and they applied it in the real world where lives were on the line, and, you know, it worked. So, to me, that's like, yeah, that's success. Well, yeah, it's like, fucking check, check, we're good. Like, fuck, you can't really argue with that. That's fucking awesome. I think, uh, I need to, we need to have you come, like, I'll put you on a fucking conference call in, like, another couple of weeks when you're at home, and we can get you, like, pissed drunk on fucking, you know, brown liquor. And then have you talk more about, you know, what it's like when you have half a fucking shit break off in your fucking balloon nut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You need to be taking this seriously, Danny. We should be, you know, this is dick and fart jokes, not like, you know, all your uplifting bullshit. Well, my wife's not here, so we, uh, I guess we don't have to take it as serious. Yeah, no, but we have Danny for the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, I'm the voice of reason? You guys are fucked now. I know, it's startling, isn't it? You're the one I have, doing never, <laughs> I have never been called the voice of reason. Wow. Uh, no, I know. I've been in a couple of situations with you where there wasn't a voice of reason, and it was fucking great. <laughs> Excellent. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, when I get fucking, get back on the fucking right coast there, uh, have you uh, come down? I have to figure out a day where you just fucking come on down to the beach for, like, a fucking weekend or some shit, and we'll just go get in trouble and not have to worry about, like, time hacks or fucking working and shit. Absolutely. You can ride your bicycle all the way down from Seattle. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. I'd love to do that. I could probably squeeze that in sometime between May and June. Are you going to be driving cross-country again on the way back? Yeah, that's what we're kind of that's what we're kind of working out now. Um, Are you gonna take the same uh, fucked up route that you took last time? I mean, I'd be fine with it. To a marginal degree, yeah. Um, so the plan now is Heather's gonna fly because there's no need for her to like go through the whole fucking rigmarole again. Um, so what right now we're kind of yeah, that's kind of like the coin flip, right? Like we've got to see. We may put them on a flight with Heather and send them back. Um, obviously the other option is they go with me in the car and then we drive cross country problem being, well, I shouldn't say problem, but like the things that arise with that are, if it's just me, 
or, you know, like, I've got a couple people that are like, fuck, man, I'll fly out and drive with you tomorrow. Like, you tell me when, I'll be there. It's like, yeah, all right, that's cool. Kind of have, like, a little fucking road trip out of it. That'll be all right. And it doesn't have to be two weeks. We'll go probably, like, you know, five, seven days or so. Um, if the dogs are there, then that kind of complicates things in terms of where we stay cross-country. Um, you know, yeah. obviously, if we go crash at your house, it's not a big deal. But if we hit the middle of nowhere and we got to find a hotel where – you know, we could fucking bring those jerks in. That becomes an issue. So I'm trying the to Kinto determine. Man. All the Quintas take pets. It's a good Kinto hotel. What? La Quintas, La Quintas, La Quintas. La Quinta. La Quinta. The fifth. La Quinta means the fifth. That's a legal thing, fifth. right? The fifth amendment? Yeah, one of those things, right? <laughs> take five. What, yep. What's the fifth amendment? Uh, to, uh, uh, take charge of my post. And, oh, no, I'm thinking of the uh, general orders. General orders, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take charge of this post and all shit around me. I'll guard everything within the limits of my post to come up post only a proper release. Oh, sorry. See, that was the worst Marine, huh, though? <laughs> yeah, no, Marine. clearly. I'm a shitty cadre. I'm going to be a shitty lawyer. You had uh, a pretty fucking uh, a pretty <laughs> dog shit career, you know, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, long story short, though, like, I mean, I'm going to fucking, route-wise, I'm probably going to... I'll probably leave Mass, and I don't have. I might stop in like New York and come, you know, see a couple of the dudes down there. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm coming all the way down to me, which would be great to see you, but I like that's that's so freaking far out of the way, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's in the in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't add that much. That's the thing. So if I bang down New York, go see like you know like Anna and Alex and a couple other fucking folks down there, hang out, have a drink, whatever, and then if there's a couple of us driving and we rotate through. We can bang down from, you know, the northeast down to Florida with, I think, fuck, my mom has done that in, like, 16 hours, 16, 18 hours doing dog shows and shit. So go down there, go check in with fucking Goad, uh, fucking rack out on his floor, have a drink on the beach, and then fucking bang over, go see you for a minute. And then instead of cutting up north the way we had, um, we can just fucking... Be closer to the bayou route. We're listening. No, you're not. Fuck you. Uh, leave, uh, like, leave your place and then shoot over, like, cut through Texas, stop in, see some people there. And then from there, it's like, you know, kind of a fucking high-speed burn through the southeast and then just start angling up towards, uh, you know, the Bay Area. And, you know, if it, ta- if it takes me, if it takes five days to drive in a straight line across the country and I have to stay in a hotel every night and look at corn the whole fucking time, I'd rather do it in seven days and stop and see my friends along the way. You know what I mean? Like, take advantage of that situation. Yeah. Plus, we got to go to that bar where the strippers go to die. Dude, I'm telling you, got to go to the Claremont. It's hot, Lana. Yeah, yeah. we got to bring Danny with us, too. Oh. Yeah. The Claremont, uh, dude, that's the bomb. I told you, yeah, I think I told you about yeah, that place where yeah, strippers yeah. go to die. We walked by there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We walked right past it. Yeah, that's like the BC, man. Get clean up there from making you got to take a Purell bath when you leave, though. <laughs> no, what's cool, we'll go over to Walmart, we'll buy, like, $7 jeans and a $5 T-shirt, and we'll go in and have some drinks, and then when we leave, we'll walk outside, just like a bank robbery, take the shit off, put it in the fucking trash can, set trash can on fire, drive away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, like, uh, like, there's a lot of uh, famous people that go to Claremont also, apparently. But, you know, like, Atlanta's, like, more movies and TV shows are made in Atlanta now than anywhere else. So, like, since the Claremont is like a staple of Atlanta, a lot of, like, movie stars go there. 
Yeah, because people are starting to figure it out, like, word of mouth and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I guess, like, Keanu Reeves has been there and other people with names that are on movies. Yeah, fuck. I, you know, I it's funny. So, okay, here's a good question, right? Like, this actually, this actually opens up a good question, right? So, because I don't think that, I don't think that any of the three of us are in any proper fucking way, like, starstruck, right? Like, there's, you know, none of us really give a shit about who the fuck is on the cover of People magazine or what's going on with the fucking Kardashians or any of that other horse shit. So, like, in, in that... Exactly, right. In that fucking respect, who who would you fucking geek out about? If you bumped into somebody in a bar, who would you fucking geek out about and, like, be like, oh, shit, oh, shit, and, you know, you'd, like, fucking have a uh, For me, it'd probably be... If there was only one person to pick, because there's a few that out there that I wouldn't, like, geek out, but I'd probably be like, I want to talk to this guy, you know? Like, I would love to have a conversation with him. Wayne Johnson, man, The Rock is probably my number one right now. He, that dude is just a fucking cool... He just seems like he's a cool fucking dude. Yeah, you know? that's actually fucking legit. I would... Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I, I'm not going to... I've got a little man crush on him. Yeah, fuck, man. The Rock is fucking... I mean, shit. I've been watching him since I was a fucking kid. Like, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty cool. What about you? I don't know, man. Like, that's... that's... I want to party with Bill Murray. Bill Murray? Oh, fuck, yeah. That's a legit answer, too. Fuck. Bill Murray's pretty cool. I don't know, though. I look at Bill Murray like... I think he would be hit or miss, like... Seems like a really cool dude, but I wonder how he is in person, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some people you look at, you're like, that dude, like, is a great actor, but just a horrible human being. <laughs> but Bill Murray is a great actor, and maybe he's an amazing human being. I don't know. I, I remember when I was fucking, when I was younger and I was living in L.A., uh, we would go to the the Rainbow Room on Sunset. Um, we'd close up the fucking Pearson shop that I worked at, and we'd roll over there around like 10, 11 o'clock at night and go get a fucking nightcap and hang out and kind of people watch and shit. And we would, uh, the one person that I can think of that I actually like had a fucking geek out moment over and was like, I can't go over and say anything was uh, fucking Lemmy from Motorhead. Used to sit at the fucking end of the bar every goddamn night drinking Jack and Coke and playing fucking uh, Miss Pac-Man. And (laughs) he, he lived around the fucking corner. So we would walk um, you know, we'd walk in there and they'd check our IDs and they'd give us our drink tickets and uh, we'd go up to the bar and we're like, hey, how you doing? When you get a second, we're right here. And I remember looking over and seeing Lemmy just sitting there fucking chain smoking and fucking playing, you know, Miss Pac-Man with a cowboy hat on and everything. And I look over and I look back and I'm like, fuck. They're like, what's the matter? And I'm like, that's fucking Lemmy. They're like, who's Lemmy? I'm like, shut the fuck up, first off. And then I look back and he's still sitting there and he looks over at me and I'm like, hey, Lemmy, how's it going? He's like, hey, what's up, kid? And just goes back to the fucking playing the game and I was just like yep that's good that's wow. good enough for me I'm, that's wow that's cool he yeah he called me kid yeah yeah it was I mean like oh I saw fucking uh, that was the other one the other one that I had a little fucking like a little like oh that's fucking weird we were sitting in the we were sitting in the dining room one night and we had been fucking drinking all goddamn night and uh fucking Chuck Zito came walking in and Chuck Zito. Who's that? Chuck, 
Uh, Chuck Vito was, and I may fuck it up, uh, he was a Hells Angels from New York, I want to say. And then he transitioned over. He was on Oz on HBO. Um, I never saw that. He was also, if I remember correctly, the dude that knocked out Jean-Claude Van Damme in a nightclub. I heard that's happened a few times. Yeah. yeah. I, heard, I heard Van Damme's actually a little guy. Yes. Yes. He, from what I understand, he's a fucking tiny dude. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, yeah, here you go. Chuck Zito, born in New York. Let's see. Actor, boxer, bodyguard, martial arts, stuntman. He established the New Rochelle Motorcycle Club, which later merged with the Chingling Nomads, yada, yada, yada. Helped establish the Hells Angels Nomad chapter in New York. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. So he's been, like, all over the place and everything. He came walking in the fucking... Um, he came walking in the bar where we were sitting and drinking, and I looked over, and I was like, holy shit, that's Chuck Zito. Everybody's like, who's Chuck Zito? So I start, like, rattling shit off. And uh, they were like, you're going to go say hi? And I'm like, absolutely not. What are you, are you fucking mind? No, he can go do whatever the fuck he wants. That's fine. I'm not going to fuck with that. <laughs> uh, I See, I don't, like... Like, I would walk up to, like, uh, Dwayne Johnson and be like, hey, man, how's it going, you know? And then try to, like, I'd spark a conversation with that guy. Oh, most, yeah. Like, most, like, actors, I'm like, they, just, they put their fucking pants on the same way I do unless they have, like, I don't know, unless they have their magic and I, and I just don't know it, you know? Yeah, uh, well, that's the thing. You know, yeah. They're no better than I am. I'm no, you know, I'm no, I'm no better than them, but they're no better than me, you know? Uh, actually, I was on a flight with, um, what's his, the, the dude from, uh, um, the Walking Dead, the main character. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Um, that guy? Yeah. I, like, I don't know, I was just like, just a regular dude, you know? He just yeah. happened to luck out acting for a fucking cool show, you know? That's one of the things that, like, when that shit goes down and you see somebody, I'm just like, hey, man, that motherfucker's just trying to have a drink like I am, and, you know, he's just here hanging out with his fucking friends just like I am, so... If anything, maybe I walk up and go, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, all right. Well, take it easy. That's it. I don't need to stand there and, like, fucking pontificate on all fucking manner of subjects relating to this motherfucker. It's just like, hey, that's cool. You know, fucking pound that, you know, pound the fist and then keep walking. Like, have a nice day. That's cool. You're good. I, I will say, though, that, like, you know, not that I have any stardom or anything, and I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, saying that I do, but... I'll say, like, if someone comes up to me, like a GRT or whatever, and I'm in a bar and, I, you know, I, I was there by myself, I'll definitely stop and talk to that guy, man. Like, I'll, or girl or whatever, I'll buy drinks, too, you know? Like, um, even if I, like, really wanted to be alone, uh, I'll stop what I'm doing to, to uh, have a communication. I think that's, I think, like, if that actor or whatever is a cool dude, They'll, they'll go out of their way to talk for a couple of minutes, and then if they're busy, they'll just be like, hey, i got to get back to, you know, I just want to have a little alone time, you know? Yeah. So. See, you say that you're not, like, you know, you say that you're not famous or, like, and I understand what you mean, but you're also in the fucking position where you fucking process, you know, you fucking process a good deal of fucking people through different fucking classes that you ran, and I mean in the fucking core, not in Gorok. So, yeah. for example when I meet my buddy fucking Rudy in Santa Cruz and we start bullshitting and going back and forth and I'm like, oh, yeah, hey. And he's telling me stories about how he was in the Corps. And I'm like, oh, you know, what was your MLS? What did you do? And he's like, oh, I, uh, Marsoc. And then we start batting shit back and forth. And I'm like, you know, I can't vet anybody for shit. But, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll just be like, oh, hey, well, do you know this guy or do you know this guy or do you know this guy? And at some point I was like, oh, yeah, my buddy Flash, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, holy shit, you know fucking Gunny Wells? 
Like, and that's when I fucking texted you that picture of he and I, because I'm like, yeah, fuck, if, any, if anybody fucking, you know, rattles off, holy shit, you know Gunny Wells. I'm like, okay, you know who he is we'll then. All right, that that's cool. Yeah, and I'm no, I'm, I'm no celebrity in that, uh, in my community either. I just, oh, no, but right, right? Yeah. Never be, a, you know, never be a douchebag and people all love you, right? Yeah. I'm, no, it's like I always say, I'm a pervert, I'm not a scumbag. <laughs> it must be like Greek Row or some shit. Yeah, University of Houston campus is right here. Why is no one partying? <laughs> Studying. Look at that party garage. Oh. Eight stories. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck, stairs. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, I woke up uh, this morning, I fucking did a little PT session for my old man in the garage and fucking performed some senior abuse. And then uh, went over one of the one of the dudes, uh, fucking Dewey, one of the homeboys from New Hampshire, came down to fucking pull a workout with me. So we went over to the dam, the fucking reservoir dam around the corner from the house, like about 15 minutes out, and did a whole bunch of fucking stairs and sandbags and fucking all sorts of good shit. Excellent. Yeah. Have, good. Have you made it over to uh, um, that gym that Murphy's building up? No, I haven't actually been over there yet. Um, fuck, I've been so busy with the fucking, you know, he starts ramping all the shit up and getting, you know, hanging the doors and actually getting paint on the walls and shit, and that's about yeah. the time that the shit hit the fan with, um, the fucking boss and then, you know, ramping up all the fucking work that I've been doing, so, yeah, I gotta make time and go over and go fucking check in with him and see him. I know. I need to fucking, like... That, uh, heard the rig got put in last night. Yeah, yeah, he posted a video of it then fucking, yeah. Fucking, uh, sex rigs. up the cages. Yeah, multi-purpose. Multi-purpose sex, sex rigs. I like sex rigs. Yeah, the sex swing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have tools, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have the right tool for the job, if you, you know what I mean. That keeps sex interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go over to his fucking gym and see if there's, like, some open drywall or something and just, like, have a big fucking Indian meal before I go over and then, you know... <laughs> hang my ass over the fucking side and be like, Murph, I'm going to go ahead and close this wall up for you real quick, all right? Yeah, this one right here. No, I don't mind. I got it. It's cool. Well, all right, I got to go. You take it easy. <laughs> Talking about shit, I got to take a dump bed. Yeah, good. I try not to, uh, you know, try not to fucking break it off halfway off. That's all honey bucket. I shit a lot today, too, man. That's what I'm going to name this podcast. That I've been waiting for something. Uh, uh, I'm gonna name the podcast. I saw a honey bucket over there. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write that shit down so I don't forget. That's good. I love it. But this, oh. are these like on Apple Podcasts now too, or is it just still on that um on that fucking whatever it's called? So let me hang on one second. I saw a honey bucket. You see over there. Or whatever. Um, so the way so far that it's working is, uh, P.S., thank you, Matt Andrus, you beautiful son of a bitch, for pointing out oh, uh, Anchor, because that's fucking, that made life way fucking easier. I um, love that guy. He's a good dude. Oh, God. I've gotten in some fucking trouble with him. Oh, quick story, which I don't think he'll be too upset about hearing, uh, or having told. Um, <laughs> or maybe he will, but, you know, eh, shit happens. Uh, I want to say it was... Nobody listens to us anyways, really. Like, we might have, like, 100 and whatever downloads, but it doesn't mean anyone listens to more than, like, they listen to, like, two minutes, and they're like, these guys are fucking idiots. 
Yeah. And then that's, that's <laughs> like, the whole thing they listen to, and that's it. Like, like they don't make it this far. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, Viking 3, the fucking, um, yeah, we did Viking 3, the fucking uh, scavenger hunt, like the scavenger hunt light. Uh, in the fucking rain and all that shit. That's um, fucking big-ass dude. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, this dude was huge, man. He looked, he looked like a Viking. You, you're looking at other men, bitch? Hey, man, if there's a dude that's bigger than me, I instantly want to fuck him just for uh, dominance. <laughs> <You're like> fucking, <laughs> you start sharpening, sharpening your fucking chopsticks and shit, being like, oh, I'm going to fucking yeah, fuck I, that motherfucker. I don't get an erection because I'm turned on by him. I get an erection because I'm like a dominant. It's like a rage bar. Like, <laughs> this is done. I'm going to find a hole and I'm going to make one. I don't give a fuck. All right. So. All right. So uh, go back to your Andrew story. Matt and. Oh, fucking Andrew. Andrew, yeah. Uh, after fucking Viking 3, we all wind up back to fucking bar drinking. And uh, he fucking, man, he had been drinking all fucking day. Like, we went fucking nutty, went back to the bar, fucking got wrecked. He ended up fucking passing out on the fucking can in the bathroom for a good, like, 20 minutes, and we couldn't fucking find him. <laughs> and then his, girl, and his, girl's like, his girlfriend's like, uh, yeah. We were sitting, uh, I think Heather, she was sitting at the table, and I was like, what the fuck's that? What the fuck are you doing? She's like, uh, I'm pretty sure he's asleep in the bathroom. I was like, what? So I go walk it in the fucking head, and I'm like, Hendrix, Hendrix. And like, there's nothing, and I look down, and I can see the feet. So I go over and I fucking, I tap the fucking door and the door is unlatched and he's fucking just like sitting there fucking sawing long, like passed out of the fucking can. I was like, Matt! And I'm fucking like clap my hands and he's like, huh, what's going on? Oh yeah, no, he's fucking, yeah, full on fucking just chilling, yeah. Like, <laughs> hey man, I get it, man. I've had those shits where you take those shits and you finish it and you're like, you just want to take a nap right there, right then and there. I've done those. He's like, well, this is happening. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah, that's that was awesome. So good. I was just like, okay, we got to go. And I'm like, I wasn't much better off than he was, but I think I just happened to find him first. And I was like, okay, let's let's keep moving. How about that? <laughs> no, those are those are some of the better shits, man. Where it's like, where you just take a dump and you're like, all right, I'm taking a nap. I'm done. Yeah, this is where I sleep now. Yeah. Oh crap. So we'll we'll roll right through here. Sweet. Maybe we'll see some. Uh, Frat parties. Yeah. Some shit tonight. Yeah, yeah, Saturday night. Saturday oh, night. Oh, man. Yeah, take them right to a frat party. That seems right up fucking, you know. Uh, yeah, F3, uh, <laughs> yeah, F3 Alley. Yeah, <laughs> F3 Alley. Exactly. Nice. Oh, my God. So, here you go, gents. We, uh, we're going to get you out of your comfort zone. These are called Jaeger bombs. <laughs> hey, the funniest thing happened at Grow Ruck number four, the one in New Orleans I, I mentioned earlier. Hmm. So we uh, we broke the class into three teams, like three squads, if you will, and I gave them each a mission to walk the length of Bourbon Street, and they had to, for for one block, they had to perform the exercise of their choice, like, you know, broad jumps or bear crawl, whatever. And then the next block, they could just walk normally, just ruck. And then the next block, they would have to perform another exercise. And uh, this happened to be Pride weekend at, like, 3 in the morning. And uh, so the entire class, obviously, they're sober because they're in the middle of a go-ruck event. And it was the funniest scene in the world to see <laughs> a bunch of sober 
men walk most of Yeah, exercising their way down Bourbon Street with nothing but like drag queens and and trannies all over them. Oh it was, man, it was priceless, man. It was the best ever. Oh, that's awesome. Bourbon Street, dude. I I fucking I haven't been to Bourbon Street since like I think I was in 2000. I went. And I took a stroll down Bourbon Street, and I got to see the best things on Earth. Like, in addition to just, like, you know, the multitude of fucking tits that are absolutely everywhere. Uh, yeah. I got to see uh, two, two gentlemen, both of which had to be north of 300 pounds, one of which was in a tuxedo, the other one was in a wedding dress. And they both had beards and haircuts as such that they looked as though they were, like, brothers. And they were full-on fist-fighting in front of a sex shop. Like, Damn. just, like, fucking slobber-knocking the shit out of each other. <laughs> oh, that was good. And then I watched some dumb fuck try to cross a street. Like, one of the, you know how there's, like, those side streets that jut out and cars try to, like, fucking wiggle their way across the street like fucking dummies? Some dude had a fucking, he had a clear path and he was going to go for it. And this drunk dude stepped out in front of the car. And the car, you know, hits the brakes and lays on the horn and does, a, you know, what the fuck? What are you doing? And the drunk dude turns around and he lobs a full fucking styrofoam cup full of those fucking slushes that they sell at the yeah. fucking windshield and just detonates the fucking thing on the car. And the guy in the car throws the door open and he gets out to try to, he's like, oh, you want to fucking go? And he opens the door and I shit you not, fucking cops came out of fucking nowhere and were like, you, get back in your car. And they were like, what? He's like, you want to go to jail? No, get back in your car. He gets in the car, closes the door, and they fucking, like, meanwhile, two other fucking dudes are, like, spear-tackling the drunk guy into the fucking gutter and fucking, like, <laughs> wrapping him up Damn. and carrying him over to a paddy wagon. It's like, what the wow. fuck did just happen? This is amazing. This is, like, the best fucking entertainment on earth. Respect. Wow. I have never been in New Orleans. Always wanted to go. Never been. I, yeah, I gotta, like, that's one of the places, that's fucking, that's way south, man, right? That's, like... Yeah. yeah, I want to go there more for the food than anything. Oh, fuck uh, yeah, man. The party scene seems cool, but the food is, that's, that's, that's my oh. jam right there. Well, I do like one night of partying, but I want to eat for like three days. Yeah. And like the history, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a history freaking nerd. Um, there's a lot of cool history uh, out of New Orleans. Oh, man, those fucking cemeteries are something else. I'd wanna, I could fucking walk through that shit for hours. We want to we wanna hop on this. Is it a dick? <laughs> 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 I feel like I have two fucking sober drivers. I fucking had a couple of cocktails with lunch, and then I had a couple of whiskeys, and you two were just like, oh, we should park right here. We should make reasonable decisions because we're on the clock, and we have to work for a business this evening. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, is everyone excited for you to start doing your um, your smash sessions at uh, in Santa Cruz? And are you going back to the same uh, apartment? Yeah, we actually called um, Heather called up the apartment that we were at, and we got because the same girl is still there as the manager, and we just kind of laid it all out, and she's like, "Yeah, we can hook you up. We'll help you out. Just let us know what you need, and we'll you know we'll get the ball rolling." I was like, "Oh fuck! All right, cool." So we literally will be going back to the same building, probably not the same apartment, but um, go right back to the same neighborhood for the time being, um, be working the same place, kind of fall back into the same rhythm, except now the intentions are going to be to start stockpiling up cash and throw down on, you know, fucking 
if we got to go into like a townhome or something for the time being and, you know, fucking play flip this house, that's okay. I can work on that, but that's a, that's a new goal is just kind of keep the fucking eyes on fries and then keep, you know, so at this point. You were a dumbass and did a winter New England vacation. <laughs> yeah, like the fucking, the, the actual snowbird. Except yeah, you probably... Snow. Yeah, snow. Yeah, you, you went the wrong way, man. Like uh, you went. You should have done this in the summer. I wonder. I wonder uh, if things would have changed. <laughs> well, all things being relative, if we had done this in the summer, and money-wise, shit panned out the exact same way that it did now, yeah. I think it uh, it might have taken us a little longer to come to the same decision. But I think ultimately, we probably would have come back around to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know sometimes the writing's on the wall, and you just have to read those hieroglyphics. Uh, the faster you can read them, uh, the better off it is for you, you know? And, you know, I kind of was thinking about it. I'm like, if we had stayed where we were, we had, I don't want to say we had stagnated, but I think we had kind of plateaued and leaving and being able to be away for a year did two things, right? Like, it gave me a full year with my family, which is longer than I've spent with them in I don't even fucking know how long. Um, I have a feeling that Danny's route is going to get a shot tonight. So ooh. if you don't talk to me tomorrow, I may or may not be in the hospital. Yeah, we won't yeah. be walking through here tonight. It's pretty, uh, I'm talking like pretty ghetto, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm showing you where we're not going to come to. Uh, <laughs> process of elimination. <laughs> it's slightly non-permissive. Like, you know it's bad when you're in a car and you're like, why did I leave my pit bull at home? <laughs> you're like, yeah, tapping your hip, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Good. God damn. Yeah, so I haven't really, I haven't really broke the news that I'm coming back yet. Um, I kind of talked to, you know, like one or two folks, and uh, mostly just to set up like a sounding board, and was just like, hey, look, this is what I think is going to go down, and these are the reasons. And, you know, just to kind of like give people, you know, give a couple folks the idea of what's happening, and then, um, yeah. mostly because I haven't told my, my dad and my mom yet, and then, you know, once that's all clear. You shouldn't tell anyone from NorCal and see if they listen to our podcast. <laughs> use this, Actually, you know what I mean? Use this as a test, right? Like, if people start posting, wait, hey, you're coming to NorCal, then we'll know if they actually listen to the podcast or not. No shit, right? <laughs> you like... You sat through the hour that it took to get to, or actually, no, I guess that happened in, like, the first half hour, so. Yeah, but still, like, it'll be a good sounding board, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you make it all the way through? Congratulations. Thank you. You, you win the knowledge that I'm coming back uh, to Santa Cruz. I think, well, but to answer your, or to further answer your question, um, yeah, so I'm going to go back, and I'm going to kind of get back to work in terms of, like, running PT on Wednesdays and um, kind of pulling together rucks and organizing shit down there again and kind of get the crew going. I think the other big thing is it's kind of given me a little better perspective in terms of setting up uh, how, you know, how I want to process through setting up my business and the yeah. fact that being able to have a – rather than putting myself in a position where trying to start Gauntlet as the sole breadwinner is completely unrealistic, but having a job that's going to pay really well and allow me the flexibility that I need to kind of make things happen 
it doesn't, you know, as long as I have cash flow, as long as I have things moving, and I still have time to kind of, you know, fuck around on the weekends and, you know, run stuff and kind of keep yeah. the culture of everything moving, that's going to be the most important thing to me. It doesn't matter to me yeah. if I'm making a shit ton of money, as long as the fucking lights on and the dogs are fed. Fuck it. Yeah. I will say NorCal needs you, man. I did, uh, I did those events for New Year's, and the, the showing was... Uh, I had more new people than I did anything else, which it's always great having new people, but uh, the NorCal crew is just, uh, uh, there was only very few that showed up, and uh, the ones that did, they were like, well, you know, if Potomo was here, if Potomo was here, you know, that's what you keep hearing, um, so I think they just I think they just need a, a, a nice boot, a Potomo boot in the ass, you know, uh, to motivate them again. At least a finger, at the very least. <laughs> hey, everyone likes a finger in the ass. And if you don't like a finger in the ass, it means you haven't tried it. <laughs> there are those who like fingers in the ass, and there are liars. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, there's three There's three categories. There's those, those that admit that they like fingers in the ass, there's those that have never tried it, and then those that lie. That's fair. I'll go with that. <laughs> Oh, God. Right, Dan, what, do you th- what do you think about fingers in the ass? I, I agree. Yeah, you're right. Everybody does like it. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you make a hand job better? Put a finger in the ass. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, I think so anyway. That's like, you know, that's how you lock in, right? It's like fucking gripping the bowling ball and then polishing it. Yeah. <laughs> One finger or two. Well, let's go with well, two this time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how long have we been going? I mean, you know, how long right. have we been dating? Exactly, exactly. Fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be good, man. I think I think the whole NorCal thing will be good for you. You know, it sucks uh, seeing you leave. It'll be it'll suck knowing that you're leaving the East Coast. I can't say seeing because uh, I have not. Uh, I've only seen you when you came to my house because I haven't done any. North Northeast events yet? Um, yeah, since you've been there. Well, my, you know, my, my event schedule is so limited just because I'm so freaking busy. Um, is what it is, man. You know. Yeah, I fucking you know I mean, we got this fucking thing going, which is rad. So as long you know, I feel like as long as I'm getting to stay up with you this way, you know, even if I don't get to see you for six months at a time or something, even if it's like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to fly out to, you know, I'm going to fly out to Atlanta for the weekend. And, you know, or if, you know, Amy's taking the girl, you know, taking the kid and going around and, you know, visiting family or traveling or whatever, and, you know, you're left on your own recognizance and you need a fucking babysitter for the weekend, like, yeah, fuck it. I'll fly out and we'll go get some fucking barbecue and some uh, find some Irish whiskey and go shoot some guns and fucking make some bad decisions. That's fine. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I always shoot guns. I'm always down with shooting some guns and drinking whiskey. Not in that order. Or maybe in that order, you know, shooting guns and not drinking whiskey. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm always down with that. My, uh, my buddy Robin, uh, that lives in, uh, uh, just north of Dublin, he, uh, he just recommended a bunch of different, uh, Irish whiskeys to me, um, that I'm very excited to try out. Um, let me see. Because we were talking Is, uh, about whiskey. Did you, have you tried Writer's Tears? I have not. He said, oh, he said Powers is like the bee's knees, man. Yeah, Powers um, is good. I enjoy Powers. Yep. Yeah. He said, uh, he said he likes the cast mates. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I haven't tried the Casamates yet, but I'm, I'm not a big IPA guy, so I don't know, I don't know how I'll like it, you know, because I, you know, I don't like IPA beer, so will oh, I like Casamates, you know? That's the new one. Um, yeah, you like fucking Jesus Christ, you like Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah, Miller Lite and Guinness. Those are my two like go-to beers. Oh goddamn! Yeah. And Guinness really isn't a beer; it's it's a it's a meal. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a bowl of it's a bowl of fucking oats. Yeah, it's like Irish Irish stew. That's what I consider it. You know, you I love it. Uh, Taskmates, Taskmates was the IPA one is a new one. Um, the other Taskmates, I can't remember. I think it was. Oh, uh, it wasn't IPA. It was something darker that they were doing in the barrels. Um, I can't remember if it was like stout barrels or something crazy, but um, I remember seeing oh, the, were, the castmates used to do it in the stout barrels. Yeah, the stout cast. Yeah, uh, and, the, and it gave it that like Guinness kind of taste to it. Yep. Yep. Which yeah. which I I love that. I'm a huge fan of Guinness and Irish whiskey. So putting them both together is just just a great idea. Like, yeah, that works. Oh, did you see the fucking? Giuliano commented when we were fucking, uh, on one of them, he was saying he was listening to the fucking podcast, and he got to the point where we were talking about, um, we were talking about Irish whiskey, and I couldn't remember the name of the fucking whiskey, and I was like, it's Red, yeah. Red Bird or something, he was like, Breath, yeah. Red Breath, I'm screaming at the fucking radio right now, you goddamn idiot. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I can picture G in the fucking Jeep. Just like, yeah. like punching the dashboard, like, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> his things are like popping out of his forehead. Yeah, yeah. People are like driving next to him, like, oh my god. Yeah. Fucking Juliano. Oh, sorry, no. oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, Juliano has two fucking moods. He has angry and not quite as angry. <laughs> True. So, another uh, whiskey he recommends is um, Tire Connell. Um, he said it's really smooth and has a lovely heather honey taste to it. It's subtle and sophisticated, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, that means you have to drink it with your fucking pinky up. Like pinky in the butt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are, uh, let's see, he's got a little Oh, he's talking about scotch now. I like scotch, too. Uh, I'm touch and go with scotch. I've had a couple that I like. And then I've had a couple recently that I was just like, ooh, maybe I'm not a scotch person. I don't know. But I like, I I like scotch, but, it, yeah, you're right. It, I can't do, like, the blended shit. It has to be, like, single malt. Um, <laughs> um, it's got... <laughs> that. I'm sorry. I'll, t- I'll tell you what we're laughing at later. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's got to be a single malt. Like, I don't... I never got into what, what's that uh, scotch that uh, people like a lot? The um, Glen Levitt. No, not Glen Levitt. Uh, fuck is it called? It's a blended scotch. Red Label, Blue Label. Uh, Johnny, Walker. Johnny Walker. Yeah, I never got oh, into yeah. Johnny Walker. Is this a one way? Uh, feels like it, doesn't it? I think this might be a one way. Be a sign, but it definitely feels like a one way. Oh, this is a one way, bro. <laughs> Don't worry. Nothing to see here. One way my way. What? <laughs> it's not a one way if there's no other cars, right? Hey, it's all okay in a three way. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's Chris Way or the Highway. Chris Way or the Highway. 
I'm hoping uh, I get to see Chris. I have still have not. I've yet to meet Chris Way like in person. Like I've talked to him on the phone, talked to him a bunch. Uh, and every time I've gone to Colorado, I've just never had a chance to link up with him. So I'm going to be up there March 10th, I think 9th, 10th, and 11th with uh, Josh Rooney for uh, St. Baldrick's. And uh, hoping I link up with him. We're Rudy and I are actually uh, going to go skiing on the 9th and then, and then again on the 11th and the event's on the 10th. So uh, if anyone is in uh, wants to go skiing in the Denver area uh, or Boulder area, uh, link up with us for sure because it's going to be uh, pretty epic. That's where uh, Jala lives in Boulder now. You should go with her. I still haven't yet to meet her also, I don't think. Huh. I don't think I've ever met her. You, can meet, you can meet Jala and Chris Way on the same weekend. Man. Oh, man. Well, it's overload. Overload right there. And you see, when you see Chris Way, you're going to want him to just, like, pick you up and hold you like a baby and then, like, rock you to sleep and swaddling. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you see Chris Way, and you're going to want to get, like, a hot towel and wrap yourself up like a little baby coming out of the hospital, and he'll just pick you up in his giant goddamn, like, 80-foot wingspan, and he'll just kind of rock you back and, back and forth, and he'll tell you stories about climbing fucking Mount Everest barefoot. And you'll just kind of drift off to sleep, and it'll be amazing. He's a pretty big guy, huh? Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's about a hundred feet tall. He's amazing. About hundred feet tall. Is he taller than me? Oh, because you're you know, pretty Flash, short. Flash is already getting wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dwayne Johnson's my main man. He's pretty. He's like six five, I think. So. You know that? You know that old poster? Uh, I think it was the old Michael Jordan poster. Uh, from like the 80s or the 90s, where it was like the wingspan poster, and he's he's palming a basketball, and he's got his arms spread out, and it was like you know actual size fucking Michael Jordan wingspan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Chris Chris Way would like be able to like uh, destroy his hands. Like he'd do that like you know that grippy fucking like you know lace your yeah, fingers but... in your fingers and break someone's fucking hand. yeah Chris Way yeah he's well, like Michael a Jordan guy. was only like only Michael Jordan was only like an inch taller than me. Yeah, but Chris Way is like Chris Way is uh, what is it? Uh, Chris Way is a hundred feet tall, and he shoots uh, fire from his eyes and lightning bolts from his ass. <laughs> is he? Is he? Does he have the wingspan where he can like grab around, like hug a girl and grab her tits at the same time? Uh, if he needed to, he could probably give a train car CPR. He's that big. <laughs> Just on compression. Alone. Or, no, the Heimlich Maneuver. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Could you like give a train car the Heimlich Maneuver? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is also becoming the test as to whether or not this way it listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. We, we will find out if he is an avid listener. Oh, God. The year that we went up and did NAV, uh, which is where I met Danny in Seattle, Chris was on fucking staff. He was one of the fucking... Uh, I was actually supposed to do that one, and Danny took it for me because I had uh, had something going on, right? Something like that. Yeah, I was supposed to do it, and then uh, I was like, "Danny, you gotta take this for me, man. I can't do it." So, I think, yeah. Well, that worked out because I already knew you, so I hadn't met him yet, so that worked. Everybody said that uh, you backed out because you got scared. (laughs) I I knew that wasn't true. I I knew that wasn't true. If I was scared of anything, it was murdering people. So. Murder. Murder. There's no way that you would have been scared of the woods because you'd have Chris Way there and he speaks every language of the forest and he'd just communicate with all of the animals. Yeah, he's a pretty brilliant guy. He's a pretty brilliant guy. Check that out. Is it? Is that a high rise? 
said I. Oh, I was looking at the big dildo, gold dildo looking thing. I think that's oh. a Hindu temple. Well, I apologize if you're Hindi and I made fun of your giant gold dildo. It happens, you know. What are you going to do? I'm going to do with these guys. Yeah. There's a gutted building. Yeah, it definitely looks like something we should explore. Yeah, CQB is always fun. Do you get to do any CQB yet? Any events with uh, where they tell you like how to do uh, close quarter battles? No, I've only seen yeah, I've only seen the shit online. Like fucking yeah, room sweeps and like shit like that. Yeah, kill house. I always want to teach classes, but I just don't have the resources to do it. Like it's oh, that's fun. That's super fun. Like doing that stuff. I I did a shit ton of that. That's like. Yeah, for years, that's all, my whole job basically was, was to capture kill people. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we did fucking, wait, well, we did the glass house shit during um, that heavy that was you and Dan and Mickey and uh, Sean. Yeah. In SF. That was still, like, minimal. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's like you paced off a house in the grass. Like, yeah, you know, it was fun, but it wasn't, you know, legit, like, oh, we're going to go into a fucking a structured room and, you know, move and fucking sweep and take positions and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was, like, the best we can do to teach you guys, like, just to show you guys a little bit of what close quarter battles is, battle is, but yeah. it's so much better if you have, like, a build, like, the resource, you know, like, a like, if you have a building, you don't even need guns or anything, you can still do it, like, pretend guns, you know, like, put your little finger pistols up and go to town. Um, but, yeah, those those are always fun. I'm not, I'm not sure if they do it at the fads. I've never done a fad. One of these days, I'm going to do a fad, man. Fucking Jeff Reed constantly is trying to get me to do a fad, and I want to and I want to work with Jeff Reed. I, that's another guy I've never got to, like, meet. I've talked to him a bunch of times, never got to meet him. Really? Uh, man, I would love to work with him and uh, uh, in a fad, but I just, I don't know, man. Just My, my schedule just never worked out with it. I think, so. man. Fucking, but that would be yeah. cool if, like, the fans did that, like, uh, were able to find, like, a building to do, like, some CQB, but I'll tell you, man, like, the cost to do something like that, you know, like, the rental space and all that stuff, I don't know, I don't know if GoRuck would be able to do it, because, uh, I'll tell you, Jason loves GRTs, and, uh, if anyone has noticed, you know, the cost of events really has gone down, if anything. Yeah, um, it's been, so. been maintained, which has been good. Yeah, so, you know, you got to, you know, do the math on that one, you know. When you do, like, fans and whatnot, you got to pay other people to use their their uh, facilities. Um, and, you know, and, every, you know, everything goes, the prices go up on everything, but uh, but Jason's done an excellent job of keeping it so uh, so you guys can uh, not have to uh, deal with it, you know. Yeah, and fucking pay through the notes for shit. I yeah. feel like something like that would work really well on a like on a more custom basis, right? Because I mean, that's how I think that's how one of the fucking long range classes got off the ground was somebody had a plot of land and was able to use it, and then that went in as a fuck. I don't even know what to fucking call it. All I recall is a fucking patch with a fucking you know a dude looking through fucking optics with a maybe there's a spotter on the patch. I don't remember, but whatever. It was you know fucking long distance rifle work as opposed to you know, 50-yard fucking shit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. That's, that's the fun stuff, man. Like, that's, uh, I'll tell you, man, like, you join the military, and it's like, that's what you want to do. Um, you know, you want to do that CQB, go in the house, 
you know, whatnot, killing bad guys and whatnot, until you start doing it for real, and then you're like, shit, man, this this is this is not what I was hoping on, uh, because because you might be going to the house and you might have like the numbers and you might like have better like uh, uh, equipment and whatnot, but there's still motherfuckers shooting at you from like ten fucking feet away. So um, when this shit start happen, starts happening, you're like, man, this job sucks. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it's not it's not as sexy as you know it looks sexy as fuck and you, you're doing all that sexy training until until someone's trying to blast your face off from uh, ten feet away and then you're like wow man that's that's not sexy anymore. It's so. funny that is the that was the predominant. I just read a fucking uh, I just read a a book put out by a former scout sniper and that was one of the that was one of the things that he basically said was he was like you know you go through all these classes and you learn how to do all this shit, and you learn how to calculate and, you know, adjust for windage and, you know, fucking, you know, two clicks left, one click up, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, and as soon as the shit hits the fan and the bullets start flying, you just fucking work that shit on the fly. Like, it's yep. just like, yep, well, guess what? We don't have time for this shit, so I'm pretty sure if I put the reticle here, I'm going to fucking bang. There he goes. All right, we're good. You know, fucking keep going. Yeah, that's like, why, like, any sniper that has said they've never missed, is either a fucking liar or they've never been to combat, you know? Like, yeah. trust me, I've been a sniper a long time, and I've missed, I've missed some shots, man. I've, I've missed shots for sure. In fact, I've used shots just to know how far away people are. Like, I don't know the distance, and I don't have time to calculate it, so I'm just going to take some shots and see where the round's going. I'm going to Kentucky lineage the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what, yeah, that's what the other thing you said was, like, doing fucking, like, Battlefield Zero. It was like, we can't fucking put fucking rounds on this motherfucker. So turn 90 degrees out this way and call a shot on the fucking rock. All right, cool. Let's go back in. All right, there he is. Now we're done. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No shit. And, like, the ability to actually fucking adjust that shit on the fly as opposed to being like, well, fuck, now I don't know what to do is, you know, the matter of being able to do your job, too. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. I'm going to run over this fan. There's a guy in front of us. He's like, but there's an arrow for people to walk, and this guy's like, fuck you, people. <laughs> like, Jesus. This is where if you to this podcast, don't drive like a fucking asshole and get off your goddamn phones. Oh, please. There, there, there's my public service announcement for the day. Uh, you know what fucking has been killing me is watching motherfuckers. I imagine Georgia might be the same way, but watching motherfuckers that smoke in the winter driving their fucking cars with the windows rolled up all the way except for a crack and they're chain smoking in the fucking car and then pitch the fucking cigarette out the window and roll the window up before the fucking smoke even clears the car. It is, watching that is like, oh my God, my head's going to explode. What the fuck? Yeah, you already have, like, have an ashtray, man. Like, save our planet. I, I, we don't really, I don't, well, we don't have winter, so... You don't really see that. You see people smoking. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't really notice people flicking the cigarette butts out. But I, I, I can see where you would notice it more in the Northeast. Uh, in the Northeast the and coming, yeah, coming from California where nobody fucking does it because of, like, the wildfires and shit. And yeah. then seeing it, it's, like, one of those things where once you notice it, it's just so goddamn blatant that it's just everywhere. I'm like, holy shit, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like, if you're going to smoke in your car, have a fucking ashtray, dude. Yeah, or smoke, a, not, a not to up. You know? Yeah, yeah totally if fine. If you already smoke like shit, 
<laughs> you know, what does it matter if you have a cigarette butt? Your, your car smells like shit already. Yeah, it's you your know? car. Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a fuck. Fucking paint yeah. that shit with nicotine on the inside. Just fucking put the cigarette butt in a fucking beer can. Christ, calm the fuck down. I mean, looking at Don't block the box. Don't block the box. Yeah. Jesus. No box blocking. No box blocking. Don't. Just take a hey, picture I'm, of that sign. I'm telling you, man. There's a traffic don't block, light here. Don't block the cock. Guide the cock, man. Guide the cock and don't <laughs> block the box. Don't block the box, man. Don't block the box, don't block the box, don't block the box, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, that one. Oh, fuck, man. So, uh, you want to start cutting it, uh, and then we'll hit it up again next week. We got some other stuff, and anyone that's listening can, uh, um, put in their, uh, you know, if they want us to talk about something, one thing, another, we're green. Um, whatnot, <laughs> they can fucking... Right, or, uh, right down on the post or whatever, and we will talk about it. Yeah. Also, uh, don't fucking complain about the goddamn audio. It's a free podcast, and we're doing it for fun. So. Yeah, and, and look at we're two knuckleheads, man. Like, we can't figure out this technological bullshit, you know? Like, you're lucky we got this fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got this fucking thing off the ground. Let's just focus on keeping it flying, not, you know doing yeah. fucking acrobatics and shit. But, uh, what day do you plan on uh, posting this thing? Uh, I think tomorrow? I'll post it went up immediately. Yeah, right. I'll probably put it up either, t- uh, yeah, I got tomorrow off, so I'll, I'm gonna get off here and then jam out, go to my brother's house and hang out with the kids for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably, I'll see if I can go ahead and get it up fucking tomorrow or, or Monday at the latest. It should be okay. Alright, cool. Cool, we got any, uh, last minute, uh, uh, words, Danny? Yeah, tell John Hyatt for me, if you would, please. Say that again? Yeah, serious. What do you say? No, I said say that again. Yeah. Oh, tell John Hyatt for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, and I'll see you on St. Patty's. I'll be rolling in the Thursday prior, so we'll, we have, we'll have time to hang out and do drop kicks and all that shit. Oh, shit, dude. Um, fucking uh, Steffi McGrew is coming into town that Sunday... I think she said she's coming in that Sunday morning. Okay. What it do? What yeah, do? yeah. So if you're, uh, she was like, tell Danny if he hasn't bought his tickets yet, tell him to fly out on Sunday night so we can all go out and get lunch and get drinks. She's arriving in Boston on Sunday. Yeah, she's coming in for, um, she's coming in for family stuff because her sister lives in, I want to say her sister lives in the same town that Johnny does. Um, but I remember seeing like she's got family in Massachusetts, so she's just coming in you know, randomly coming in to, like, hang out with her sister and, like, you know, getting down with her family a little bit. And um, she hit me up and she was like, oh, my God, I'm coming to Mass. I'll be there on the, the 18th. And I'm like, that's fucking St. Pat's weekend. She's like, holy shit, is it? What the fuck? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Danny's coming she out. She's coming a couple days early then. Yeah, I, think she, I tried. I, she, I think she's already got, uh, I think it was something where her family picked up the tickets, so they just kind of were like, hey, here you go. You're good to go. So yeah. I think she's locked in. But... Worst case, she'll be here, you know, she'll be here that Sunday, so even if we can fucking get down for a little bit, she'll still be good. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, well, I, I'm not going to leave uh, Boston till like, the following Monday or Tuesday, so there'll be plenty of time for oh, activities. Oh, we're fucking fine. Yeah, yeah, we're good. That'll work. I got, uh, I'll be at Garrett's wedding, and I'm definitely going to be wearing a kilt for that. Ooh, no underwear. Duh. Yeah. Got to fucking make sure the breezeway is clear. Uh, you gotta have room for a handy, you know? Yeah. 
You should uh, you should go ahead and get one of those fucking uh, butt plugs with the foxtail on it. <laughs> and just every once in a while, like throw a dollar bill on the ground and squat down and be like, "Oops, sorry." <laughs> I, I'm sure my wife will love that. She will love that. <laughs> you never know. You gotta try new things. You know it. You know you gotta keep it spicy, man. You gotta keep it spicy. You know what? If so, you don't, you never know if you're gonna like it if you don't try it. Exactly. Oh, All right, man. So uh, we'll publish this bad mama jamma hopefully tomorrow, and then if anyone wants to just, uh, talk about whatever, then let us know, and we're off and roll from there. Yep. Otherwise, we're just gonna keep rambling, fucking inane bullshit, two hours at a time, and that's two hours of your life you'll never get back. Exactly. And if nobody listens, then fuck you. I don't care. I also agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. We'll cool. talk to you later. All right, Jeff. I'll catch up with you guys later on. All right. Oh. Bye. Bye.